Our topic this morning is worship inspired by song. Several years ago, I walked into the prayer room of the ministry that I was working with at the time. Um, worship inspired by song, uh, this is an acronym um, and it contains the four elements that inspire us to worship and we'll in unpack that in a moment. In that prayer room, on the wall, I found a simple piece of shaped paper that someone had attached to it and printed out what you see here on the screen. It's dense, it's intense, but it's like few other sentences in my entire life. I stood there, I read it, I was taken aback, I read it again, and something in me began to resonate. I scribbled down what I found on this paper and I dug it out from my journal and shared it here with you this morning. Let me read it. Worship is like dancing. An almost involuntary response to the music of God's multifaceted perfections. My goal in life, my purpose is to go where worship is not and dance until people hear the music. This is poetic language, very dense. So I rewrote this in my own words, uh, making it a little more accessible. Here is my wording. Uh, this is it in a, in a nutshell. God's song of his greatness and love for us fills the universe. My purpose in life is to seek to listen to it and for it to resonate in my heart. Out of that resonance, my worship flows. And then I will go to people who haven't heard the song. So we see it starts with God. Worship starts with the very heart of God. It says here, God's multifaceted perfections. This speaks of God's greatness, his splendor, his, his amazingness, his, his attributes that are just so wonderful and that radiate throughout the cosmos. They create music. They create a song. God sings a song in this universe that cannot be heard, that is not an audible song. And if our hearts capture it, listen well to it, there is going to be in our heart an involuntary response. There is a resonance. Something in us begins to sing. And worship is simply the response in our hearts to express that. Express that in word or in song. And if we're really, you know, deeply touched by it, we may even start to dance. And then life is to go to places, to people that have no clue of that song, of God's eternal love. And take our very lives, take our hearts, the resonance that we carry, and carry that into their lives in the hope that they would hear it as well and they would join the worship. I love that. This sentence has changed my life more than any, any other because that day I started to listen to that song. And I wanted to create that resonance in my heart. And this morning, I will share with you 
the four main means, I believe, that we have got to, to, to listen to that song. And these are, again, in the acronym song, scripture, other, other people, it's nature, and it's finally God's good gifts. We'll look at them one by one. We start with scripture. Worship inspired by scripture. I don't know what your relationship is to the Bible. I think a Christian without diving into the Bible on a daily basis is like, you know, you're fasting. You're, you're missing out spiritual food. Now, I was brought up in a way that I, I dissected the Bible. I analyzed the Bible. It was a very cognitive approach. I don't know if you can relate to that. I studied in seminary Greek and Hebrew, and I, I promise you I can turn around every single word seven times and, and write an in-depth exegesis. I found that a, an, a different approach, and in church history this approach has, call, has been called Lectio Divina, is a much more helpful approach to find the song that is in Scripture. Not draw out the information and analyze it in my head, but listen, what is God's song in these verses I'm reading and, and until a, a, a resonance is created in my heart. Now, what does this impro approach entail? It's simple. It means out to read out just a very small portion, one verses, two verses, three verses, read it out very out loud and read it very slowly. And then maybe read it a second time until you come across something that resonates in your heart. And that can be one sentence that strikes you, it can be an image, or it can be just one word. And then you can meditate on it until it really deep sinks in deep in your heart. And I found that the most helpful question in meditating on scriptures are very simple ones. And they are, what do we learn about God? Because scripture is ultimately God's self-revelation. And what do we learn about people, about humankind, about ourselves? So I invite you to do this right now. And where you sit, you can turn around and sit in groups of two or three or four as you see fit and use the passage that I have selected here from Zephaniah chapter four, uh, chapter 3. And these are verses that speak about the theme of this morning, about God singing over his children. So, shall we do this quickly? Um, if you don't have a Bible with you, I will leave this here on the screen. If you brought a Bible or a phone, you may turn to Zephaniah chapter 3 and read from the verses 14 to 17. Read it twice, and then I will go back to the questions here and just reflect on them. What creates resonance in your heart? And share spontaneously in the groups. You ready for that? You have exactly seven minutes to dive into this scripture, uh, I may add an eighth one, and, and seek where you find that resonance. Can you hear the song of God in this scripture?
you can slowly end the sentence that you're saying and then turn around and we continue here. I wonder if there's one of us willing to spontaneously, where you sit, share, this is what made my heart resonate. One voice. Yes, please. Would you raise your voice so we all hear it? God is in the midst of us, in amongst all of us. That created resonance in your heart. Yes, and now out of this, worship flows. The God who is close to us. Excellent. Do you hear God's song in Scripture? I encourage you to, to try this, to practice this, um, and to learn, to listen, to not only to the words in Scripture, but to the song. A second means to hear God's, to be inspired uh, to worship is, and now I'm heading in the wrong direction, this is counterintuitive, is inspiration by others, by people around us. Let me read two scriptures here to introduce us to this concept. One is from the creation account, Genesis 1. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Every single person that you're going to run across today, or no, bump, bump into, meet, is an image bearer of the image of God, is created in God's very likeness. Something of God's grandeur is in that person. Now, a problem is, and that's why I have also James 3 here, Many Christians believe this was just before the fall. Now mankind is so utterly sinful that the image of God is lost. And this is wrong. The image of God is damaged, is distorted, but still everyone, whether in the church or outside the church, is still an image bearer of God, is still created in the image of God. So James exhorts us in the following way. He says, with it, with our tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. So James is saying, in other words, be careful with what you say. Be mindful that the person you're talking to, whether you bless them, affirm them, speak good over them, or whether you curse them, you are negative, you are judgmental, this person is made in the image of God, in his lightness. Make sure you see that. Make sure you bear that in mind when you relate to them. Now, every person around us is made in the image of God, and something of God's greatness can be found in them. Uh, you will not be surprised to hear this, but in my life it is above all Anna who is that person that reveals God's goodness to me. Her kindness, her gentleness, her affection for me. I receive it from her, but I see beyond it and say, Father, thank you. This shows me what your heart for it for, for me is. But it's not just a spouse or a good friend. I think these are the people who reveal it maybe most to us. It can be anyone. I was at the checkout at Little's last week, and they had all the checkouts closed, only self-checkout. I hate self-checkout. So I said to the staff member that I found and say, 
I don't do self-checkout. Can you do anything for me? So I wasn't exactly rude, but I wasn't exactly gentle either. And the lady turns around and says, yeah, come with, come with me. I will do it for you. And I was deeply touched in that moment because, wow, I wasn't the nicest customer of the day, clearly not. And still, she responded being helpful, going the extra mile. And this revealed in this moment something about my father in heaven. And I praised him that he showed me this through, through this lady. Let's walk through the day with the eyes of our hearts open to say, where do we meet someone and what does this person reveal about God to us? Shall we practice this right away? Why don't you turn to the person to your left and or right, you can choose, and look them in the face, and if it's okay, if there might be a slight discomfort somewhere down here in your guts, and, and look at them for a moment and think, what do I know about this person? What do I see about the person sitting next to me that reveals something of, God, something of God's greatness? Maybe you see it and you can highlight it. Maybe you know the person, something about their character, their personality. Are you willing to try? Not many are moving yet. Can I encourage you? Look left and right. I will only continue until I see some action here in the room. And, and, and overcome that moment of awkwardness and say, hey, what I really appreciate you about you is this. So, worship inspired by others. Can you hear the song? I encourage you to listen out intently to it. The third point of our acronym song, scripture, others, is N, nature. Now, I will not repeat the message that we heard from uh, um, Colin a few weeks ago. I just want to point out how evidently this is in Psalm 19 that you heard about. So, listen out to the words that are highlighted in bold language here. The heavens declare the glory of God. There are words, there is a message when you look at the sky, at the universe. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. God is wanting to say something. God is wanting to reveal something about himself. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. Again, you know, we stand there and we maybe hear the wind, but nothing else. They use no words. No sound is heard from men. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. We need to learn when we're in nature to look beyond the visible, beyond nature and see the invisible, see something of God in it. I'm terribly good at doing this on holiday. I've, I literally start every day saying, Father, today I want to see you. Today when I look over the vastness of the ocean, I want to let this sink in and, 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 and have a feel of your vastness. Today, when I look into the blue sky, I, I want to see your, your infinity and, and, and just be marveled, marveling. And, and, and when I look and you know, bask in the sunshine, I want to receive your warmth, your affection for me. But, you know, we don't have to travel to the mat to experience that because that's where the sunshine is, right? Um, we, we heard from Nigel here, there is no such thing as bad weather, right? 
the outdoor people say there's no bad weather, there's only bad clothing. We could say, if Nigel is right, there's no bad weather, there's only a bad attitude or bad perspective. The, I mean, right? There's no sunshine that we can marvel in. There's thick clouds. Does that reveal something of God? I mean, isn't it like sometimes that God, we feel like God is hiding? Uh, we can't see him. But is there any doubt the sun is behind, behind the clouds? The rain. Uh, I personally hate rain. I lived in Africa where we had literally 360 days sunshine from morning to evening. Then I moved to England. Welcome. Um, and yet, the gentleness of the drizzle, of the rain that, that covers the earth and, and, and is the, the, the reason for fruitfulness for all the green that we see. Beauty in your garden, flowers. I encourage you, take a river walk this afternoon along the Thames. The gentleness of the, of the stream, of the water flowing, that's God. Like he's gentle. God is not in a rush, yet he keeps moving steadily, steadily. No one stops him, no one hinders him. And whatever it is that you see in nature today. So, do we hear the song? Are we allowing nature uh, to inspire us to worship? And I come to the final point, gifts. Psalm 103 speaks of this. I just read the first verse. It says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Remember them. And then the last verse here who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God is our Father who loves to give us good gifts. When I am doing something with Michael in town, occasionally I say at the end, Michael, how about we pop in at Littles and you can choose anything you like to. You know, a chocolate bar or um, something. Oh, he loves this. Why do I do this? I love him. I want to see him happy. I want to see him enjoy. I want to create this moment of togetherness where he enjoys the goodie and he remembers this was a good moment with that. Can we believe the bottom of our heart that our Father in Heaven is at least as, as good a dad as I am? And he loves to give us good gifts so that we're happy. Now let's remember, we want to make sure we see the gifts, but we look beyond the gifts. We see our Heavenly Father in the gifts. And then that creates resonance and worship in our hearts. I invite us to have a moment of reflection. And I invite us to I invite you to pray in your hearts and say, Father, where are you inviting me to hear your song more clearly? Where are you inviting my heart to resonate more in worship? Is it through scripture? Start the day with it. Set the tone for the day. Is it through others? I encourage you at the end of the meeting to continue that, or, or at the lunch table in nature, maybe try a, a walk in the afternoon, even though it's not sunny, 
or gifts. That would be a conversation at the lunch table to say, what are we grateful for? What are the good gifts that God gives us every day? And we can see him in this. Let's have a moment of silent reflection and ask him, Father, were you inviting me to hear your song more? And then I encourage you to take one step and say, Father, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my step of obedience. This is how I want to continue on this journey with you. One action, one step.